formulas, 8% and 5% all on today's Fednababble. This is Fednababble, where Kevin and Cassie make federal retirement benefits understandable for humans like you. These two don't hold back as they answer questions from the FedPilot workshops and webinars or from questions submitted by you at fednababble.com. Hi, I'm Cassie Knight, and welcome to today's Fednababble, where we're talking about formulas, 8% and 5%. Hi, and I'm Kevin Jones. Let's jump into the questions. The first one is, what is the formula for part-time? Cassie, what is the formula for part-time? Um, well, <laughs> don't laugh at me. I know that was a crazy face, right? But listen, this is something that is so complex, okay? Part-time service is uh, its own little bird. It's like postal employees. It's, it's something that is really dependent on how long you've been a part-time employee, how many hours you've worked um, as a part-time person. So let's just use simple numbers here. Okay. 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 I'm <laughs> a simple man. That's has, good for me. Right? Uh, that's I good. <laughs> um, if somebody has a high three of, uh, well, we'll say if their pension is going to be $50,000 a year before their part-time proration factor. Okay. And they worked 30 hours their entire career. Okay. Okay. That's 75% of a full-time employee, right? Okay. So their 50,000 would be um, reduced to 75% of that amount. Good. That's so fair. yeah, so really overall in the, in the workshop, the way I explain it is you go through the formula as, as if you're a full-time employee. So you go mm-hmm. through the, you know, your, your high three times your years of service, even if it's part-time years of service, you're still your years of service um, yep. times, let's say 1%, right? And that's for, that's the first formula. And then you get this number and everyone says, okay, that's my number, but part-timers go one step extra and prorate that last yes. number. And so really, yes. and, and if I, Correct me if I'm wrong here, but this is what I understand, Cassie, is that OPM, <laughs> this sounds kind of crazy, but OPM goes back through your part-time and adds up all the part-time hours you had during each pay period to make that proration. They have to go through all of that to figure that out. Is that is that correct? Okay, so... Like if you are you talking about someone who has like different pieces of part-time service? So if if we just took it made it really really simple, let's say like you said, thirty hours for their whole career was it was mm-hmm. always part-time, right? But sometimes it would be thirty-two, sometimes it's thirty-five, sometimes it's forty, sometimes it's twenty-five. But you know it's right around thirty. They're not going to say, well, it's right around. They're going to go back and they're going to count it all up and add it all up together to get to that yes, last number? Um, so it depends on how many oh. hours they're slotted for, right? Yes. Um, so if somebody is has an agreement with their agency that they're only supposed to work 30 hours, but then right. one week they work 32 hours, well, sometimes those two hours will count and sometimes 
they won't. Depends ah. on the language and agreement that they may have um, with their agency. And gotcha. so that's where it kind of gets nitty gritty. But what I can tell you is when somebody fills out that retirement paperwork or even before, right? Um, if they're looking at their certified summary of service, that really lays out their hours of part-time work and you can do some math there or we can um, we do this often for our our advisors where we're really um, trying to look at that proration factor and what that looks like for a piece of service because there are many employees who have broken up part-time service right so say they're part-time a little bit um, you know then they go full-time and then they go back to part-time um, you know, or they're just part-time for a brief period. Um, this is really common with uh, women employees, and I don't mean to be sexist here, but- You are sexist. Employees. Look well, at you. <laughs> I know, I, I'm a woman. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> no, but for instance, when somebody takes maternity leave and they just go back to a part-time service for a couple of years while they're little ones are younger, right? Sure. And then a couple of years later, they have another child. And so this is more common. Yep. See that all the time. Just mm -hmm. is what it is. But um, at any point in your career, you can get what's called a certified summary of service. And we help employees or we help advisors um, get that paperwork for employees to make sure that they can get it in and submit it because that will help really distill down um, all service that an employee has, whether it's creditable or not creditable, it lays it all down and shows them exactly what is full-time service, part-time service, um, and obviously other types of service as well. But it really, you can do the math with that form and determine what that proration factor is overall and see how it's going to affect your pension. Yeah. And in the end, what you're what we're trying to find out is how will it affect your pension? So when we say what is the part formula for part time, we can give the basic formula, but that's not always the correct way that it's done. And in certain circumstances, especially when it's you know part time now, full time, part time, no time, part time, when it goes like that, then the, then the formula is broken up and it's all over the place and it gets really complicated. And we can lay out the formula, right? It's your pension uh, yep. times whatever proration factor there is. Yep. And that's the bottom line. But without that knowing what that proration factor is for an employee, we cannot determine what that looks like for them. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep, and that's and and so, again, that's why federal employees have such a hard time. Well, I had part time here and here, and okay, what will my what will it really be? That's I think that's one of the beautiful things about your report, Cassie, is that federal employees don't have to figure it out. <laughs> they they yeah. can just get the report and know what it is. And you know, I, I'll, I'll say this: not only not only what it is because of your report, but if you're to go to HR, they may or may not have had your part time. If you were at a different agency, they may or may not know what that is, and they may or may not give you the right numbers. But you know what they are, or the federal employee knows what they are, and so they can give them. So your report will have that all in there. Well, if the federal employee does, right? If um, they haven't forgotten, I guess. 
Well, and here's the, most of the time when there is per, uh, part-time service, then if an employee does not know their probation factor or does not have their certified summary of service sure. or a benefit statement that lists it, then we are automatically referring back to that certified summary of service for an employee to fill out because we can't get an accurate pension number if they've had part-time service without knowing what the probation factor is. And that's what we're trying to accomplish is making sure that people have solid information so they can work on, you know, whatever financial plan they're looking at with the, with the advisor. So our ultimate goal is to make sure that the employee has the best solid, uh, most up-to-date information for their benefits. Um, and part of that is, you know, knowing that proration factor if they've had part-time service. And so if you're an employee who has had part-time service, um, you know, and you haven't done a certified summary of service, do it no. or find out if your agency knows what that is. Yeah, um, yeah most I, advisors. I, yeah, mo I would say even most HR people don't even know what that is or that, you, that they can even do it. I've heard that there's so much pushback uh, from employees saying, I want to go do this in the end. HR says, no, you can't until you retire. And, but that's not true. That, you know, you can go get nope. that now. And everyone should go get that. No, not tomorrow, today. Right. And that it says it right in the instructions. That's what boggles my mind. Yeah. <laughs> About the certified summary of service. It's yes. These forms are included in a retirement paperwork package. However, in the instructions, it says that if you need to clarify your service, that you're able to submit it in. And we simply send that back to the um, advisor and let them know, hey, this is where it says it. Please let the employee know and point this out to their HR department that they can submit this form to certify their service. That's what it's for. Yeah. Yep. Um, so if you can do that, you know, way before retirement, that is best. Yep, absolutely. Well, that that question just took 10 minutes, yeah, <laughs> half our time. That's okay, but we got into other subjects at the same time, right? And, and it's interesting yeah. that the, a small question like this, there isn't an easy answer. It, it, it depends, right. of course, right? All right, question number two. If I retire at 67, will my social security still increase 8% a year or do I have to be working? I guess there should be a question mark at the end that I did not put that there, but there, but there is a question mark, a question. right? Yes. We just, <laughs> typo, whatever. But at 67, so I assume that this person hit their full retirement age at 67, and they're wondering mm -hmm. if I hit my full retirement age, does it still increase at 8% a year or do you have to be working? And that's a little okay. bit more complicated. It, it is. Um, the short answer is yes, it still increases by 8%. Okay. However, you also still have to be working to a certain degree or earn a certain amount if it's going to be the full 8% because it's based on your earnings. Right. I think I said that right. Um, <laughs> That's a lot. And really, I would say go to your social security office and ask them specifically about your situation. Yep. And also, I, I'll throw in there that 
you have to not be drawing social security. So you can't draw your social, as soon as you draw your social security, it's locked in at that amount for the most part, right? And and it's not increasing by 8% a year anymore. So as long as you, you know, if you retire and I'll add in there and are not drawing social security at 67, does it continue at 8%? Pretty much yes, but again, you know, you have to, you have to go check it out. Yeah, and I want to make sure that we're clear on what this 8% is increasing by. Okay, this is the 8% of that full retirement age amount. Okay, Correct. so um, don't expect it to be 8% of your salary or some other weird number. It is 8% of that full retirement amount at the time. So if you're 67 and you have you know, $3,000 coming in uh, or estimated in your social security statement, then it's 8% of that $3,000. Right. And that amount, that amount is called the PIA, the primary insurance amount. And really everything is based off of that number right there, more or less, whatever that is like this, that is the benchmark number for every, I'll say, I don't want to say federal employee, because again, this is a federal work, I mean, just a American worker benefit as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so this is a, an 8% on that amount. So if your income increases, obviously that amount's going to increase. And so then the 8% is going to be based on that larger amount. But so I wanted to make sure that we're clear on what that 8% meant. Good. Um, yeah. Yes, uh, absolutely. Thank you. As easy I, as we could make it. Yeah. <laughs> It's hard to it's hard to give somewhat simple explanations without diving into deep and say, okay, actually, and act, I mean, because I think on each of these we could spend another twenty minutes on every each one of these going a little bit deeper, and then if you're in this situation, it could also be this. But mm-hmm. these are the basic answers to these questions. Okay, next question: yeah. How do I determine what the five percent is in my TSP? So. And I'm assuming this person is a FERS employee wanting to contribute 5% to get the 5% match. Right. And so that 5% is based on their annual salary amount. Okay. So if the, uh, if they're making a hundred thousand dollars a year, then it's going to be $5,000, right? Because that's 5% of a hundred thousand dollars. Great. Um, so it is based on that annual salary before taxes, gross, whatever uh, that amount shows on your pay stub or LES. It's five percent of that amount. That's not always easy to determine. Um, now, okay, Cassie, I've got a question for you because <clears throat> excuse me, I'm I get to be in front of federal employees and talk to them about their benefits. Personally, I have never been inside to look at someone's TSP, right? Because I'm I'm up in front of them right. teaching, having helped federal employees in the past and working with advisors right now. You've been in TSP before, and and have seen that. Is there some type of, I don't know, uh, does it show or does it indicate in there where they you know 
what the full amount is and then, oh, you can do this much TSP. I mean, what 5% is or do yeah. they have to do federal employees have to figure that out themselves what the 5% is? No, they can choose a specific dollar amount or a percentage amount. And so if they okay. want to just do a flat 5% of their income, then they can elect to do that inside TSP.gov. They simply Great. have to log into their um, TSP account and, um, you know, look at their contribution amount and select to um, uh, contribute a certain percentage. So my husband is a federal employee, he's DOD, and he likes to contribute 15% to his TSP. So it's strictly based on that percentage though. He doesn't have a, he didn't have to do the math to figure out what it is because right. not a math whiz like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, don't get me wrong, I love my husband. He works great with his hands. He's a mechanic type, um, you know, get in there and, and fix it kind of guy. So I don't mean him uh, any disrespect when I right, say that. Right, of course. He will admit course. it himself. <laughs> of course, but but for, but many people are not math wizards, and they don't. And and honestly, what is it, what is it based off of? And they're confused on that. They yeah. can just go in and it's set at five percent and be done, or fifteen percent right. and be done. Nice and, and I easy. think that's huge for special provision employees as well, because sure. their amount on their pay sub doesn't show their actual pay amount because they have that um, AUO or leap pay that is also included that extra 25% bump and that's not shown in their uh, uh in their pay on their pay stub and so if they want to contribute a certain amount or a certain percentage I should say then they they really need to go into tsp.gov and just select a certain percentage because you have to do that backwards math to really find out what their pay is and find out what that 5% is based on right a little bit more confusing, which is which is yes. one another reason why working with an advisor is so preferable and getting your report. Again, fendababble.com, you can get Cassie's report, but go, I mean, oh my goodness, to have to, have to go through all those calculations, no, you don't have to. I mean, it can yeah. all be done for you at, uh, you know, there it's There is nice an easy. easy button, I promise. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> So good. That's the last question there. So everyone, if you would, please like, subscribe, follow, and share Fednababble with your friends because your coworkers need to understand this too. They need to yep. learn this stuff before they retire. Cassie, any last words of wisdom? Take action on your retirement. Don't let these benefits bog you down. Don't don't think that they're going to work best for you when you plan them at retirement. Right. Start looking at them to, start looking into them now and um, really, you know, understand them now so that way you have the best financial success moving forward. Great. Thanks, Cassie. Mm -hmm. To get Cassie's comprehensive report on your federal retirement benefits at no cost, no obligation, and no sales pitch, go to fednababble.com. While you're there, submit a question for them to answer on the show.